Chisteria Radio. And the show starts now. All right. Welcome to episode 13. Episode 13. Um, Out here. Getting it. I'm your host, Chi Chi. I'm Kimber. How's it going? And really quickly, I want to recap our last show. Um, we interviewed Miss It's Wild B. <laughs> Wild B. My WCW today is Wild B. I love her. She's amazing. And we're going to be epic when we link up for this Slay Day. In Atlanta. Area. Yes. Love her. So if you don't know who Wild B is, you can catch her on Instagram and Twitter at It's Wild B. Um, she has a visual album out that's amazing. I almost sent it to Rihanna. And then I thought, probably not. <laughs> but it's on YouTube. Um, we had a really interesting discussion about just like entertainment business, modeling, singing. Um, raising children. Raising children, homeschooling, mm-hmm. police brutality, yeah. which she witnessed and experienced, unfortunately, firsthand. Hey, Dr. Zay. Shout out to Dr. Zay. Um, so... One more time. <laughs> we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bad bitch hysteria. Give um, us your money. Yeah, we're a little subdued today. Um, let's start to get into it. <sighs> so, um, oh my goodness. So tomorrow is the memorial service at the Staples Center for Nipsey Hussle. Um his real name is Aramis Asgidum. Um, and we're going to get into some things, but, it, you know, it just happens to be a coincidence that we're doing this show the day before the memorial. So we're going to walk through our knowledge and appreciation of Nipsey Hussle. Um, real quick, I was at the vigil that was held um, in Harlem last week on 122nd um, at the General Grant Memorial. Um, So if anyone's joining and this is your first time listening or you're new, I have a hip hop museum called Hip Hop Scriptures that you can also follow on social. And so if you want to see the footage from the Nipsey Hustle vigil that was held in Harlem, that is on YouTube on Hip Hop Scriptures. Um, so getting into today's discussion, I wanted to actually start with his last tweet. Um, and I did that before all this other stuff transpired when we were talking about how we were going to step through this on the show today. But it's interesting that the memorial information, both on Instagram and Twitter, actually came from the Nipsey Hustle account first. So obviously someone um, posted that on his behalf. I actually wanted to start with his last tweet, which was sent at 2.52 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it was having strong enemies is a blessing. Very ominous, especially with the events that followed. um, Just... Just very 
very, very ominous. Mm-hmm. That's that's really all I can manage to say about it. Uh, and just crazy, and it kind of, I feel like that kind of fueled the whole conspiracy theory that people are having. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with like the Dr. Sabi thing and all that, but I would love to know what events or what conversation was had prior that made him tweet that. Exactly. And it was reported that he was meeting with the LAPD. Now, some people are saying that, you know, the exact report wasn't correct as far as why they were meeting, but at least we know that or that's been reported several times so I don't know if it had anything to do with that I mean obviously you know when you have that type of um, stature and wealth and you're well known you're famous who knows I mean the man had to have enemies um, from multiple sides but like you said what precipitated that what happened right before he tweeted that what was he thinking when he said having strong enemies is a blessing and not just the word strong it wasn't just like you know we all talk about our haters and that type of thing like strong as in formidable like exactly actually make a difference not you know just some regular bitch that's upset because you're doing well in life like right you know these are people that have resources and um given like you know the faces that are turning up as far as the people that are involved in this situation, I don't really see power in them. So again, that just kind of leads me to wonder what ensued prior to that tweet, what caused that um, to be said. And if there is an actual party that's responsible, who is it? Mm hmm. One thing I thought about on a personal level, I'm like, why would I say that if I were to tweet that or say it just right. in normal conversation? Right. And I thought about the saying, and I don't know if I'm saying it verbatim the right way, that says, if you don't have haters, you're not doing anything meaningful. You're not doing something right. right. Even from a business standpoint, they say, if you don't have a, a bunch of people suing you, then you're not really doing anything. If people aren't criticizing you, then you should be worried. So that's what I thought um, of the use of the word strong to mean. Mm -hmm. But I did also have this thought about, you know, there's enlightenment that comes from darkness. And that's how I interpreted his tweet ultimately, which is if I find out, to your point, I got some really formidable, huge, strong, whatever enemies. That's letting me know how far of an and how strong of an impact I'm having. Right. Like you're on to something. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, obviously what happened after that tweet about half an hour or so later um, was tragic. But I feel like for his own peace of mind Mm -hmm. and whatever he was going through (laughs) and whatever his plans were for the next day, he had some enlightenment in the face of this darkness of, of understanding of like, these are my enemies and they're very strong and they're powerful, right. whoever they are. So that's how I took that tweet. And it certainly wasn't, you know, that strong enemy certainly wasn't the person that they have in custody. 
Because that's like the definition of of weak. That little piece of shit. Yeah. He could look in his face and see that he has nothing going for himself. And um, I'm sure he would be easily paid off to do something or driven to do something by his own personal feelings. Because apparently that same person was um, in a photo with him from some time ago. So, you know. Who knows? Rap Child said, I took that comment as saying um, he was bigger than rap, or it was bigger than rap, and that he was reaching new knowledge. I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everyone, the thing about it is, for me, it's kind of hard because I never, you know, I'm very detached from hip hop. Yeah. And that's why it's a a running joke that I'm sitting here with (laughs) you because I'm extremely. But it's not. It's not because the beauty of this platform is that I wanted to represent women who are consumers in it, what have you. And we've had, you know, so many interesting topics and guests. And I think that honestly, my opinion, I think the majority of women who are hip hop fans using quotes aren't represented by someone who's just able to spit a whole bunch of facts about hip hop. Right. That's true. But that doesn't make them any less part of hip-hop or any less of a fan. Right. Um, It's just that the way that women are fans versus the way that a man or the majority of male hip-hop fans is different. It is. And that's why this is popping off pink. Hello. To make that distinction. Hello. Um, But it also helps to have the balance. Right. Yeah. I think if it was two of you or two of me, it just wouldn't represent that audience and I think that that's one of the reasons why still the majority of our fans are men because they want to see that dynamic dynamic yeah well in any case I do agree (laughs) but um I said all that to say that uh I never listened to any of his music I don't even know what he sounds like to this day, especially now. You still haven't listened to any of his I, music? Especially now, mm. I can't listen to his music. Um, and I would hear his name, and I would see, like, you know, pictures of him. I think, like, the most recent thing I had seen, or when I started to pay a little more attention, was um, the spread he did with Lauren London. Mm, yeah. That's like when I was like, okay, like I sent that I, to somebody I put a face to the name. I was I like, we got to do this one day. <laughs> if you ever grow the fuck. No, Ooh, okay. <laughs> I did send it to someone. But yeah, um, I sent it to someone because like the style of the shoot and the clothes that he was wearing reminded me of them. So that's what led me to like, you know, share it. But um, yeah, I never really knew him, mm-hmm. but I could see that he had a very beautiful energy about himself. I could see that he had a very, like, kind heart. And for people who are like Chi and myself that are very sensitive to spiritual energy and are very aware of things that not everyone typically pays attention to, those things were what jumped out at me. And the day that um, his passing was announced, or rather the shooting was announced, um, I was at a rap showcase. It was like a female rapper competition. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Rocky Snyder. She won. She's the shit. Congrats, Rocky. Um, and they made the announcement. And that entire day was just a strange day for me. 
Um, I was very, like, detached. I was in, like, a weird place. Mm -hmm. And it just, there was just, like, a weird feeling in the air. And lo and behold, that news came out. And since then, I've just, every time I see, like, any kind of image of him, there's, like, an overwhelming sadness. And there's, like, this huge weight on my chest. And I've just been avoiding it. Because I just don't want to go there. Even just, like, getting prepared for this episode today was difficult for me. Because it was just a lot to, like, subject myself mm-hmm. to. And I don't know if it's, like, the energy of the situation itself or what. But, yeah. That's interesting you say that. Because I was only familiar with the music. But I knew I had read, like, you know, you see these, we, we are fed so much information. Mm-hmm. So I saw a couple of articles about business ventures, but the way I skimmed it, it just gave me the impression that he had invested in a couple of businesses, right. which I think now is pretty commonplace for most, uh, well, not most, but a good number of rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the level <laughs> and the scale. Like, I didn't find out about the STEM program that he had for the kids in in the community until after he passed, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew about the clothing store, but I didn't know about all these other ventures. Mm -hmm. I think someone tweeted he had 18 businesses. And when you see how they all come together, it's like everything that we say we want um, and how we want to move forward as a community, black community in particular, and he was already... Active doing it, it yeah. right but going back to the not so much the tweet but just like that element of strong enemies I started thinking about okay so this man was having a ridiculous impact on Los Angeles his community and I started thinking about other people who've had huge impacts and I'm like okay so who were their strong enemies right. you know if we just start with Martin Luther King mm-hmm. for example so who was who would have been considered his strong enemy? Hate is like a big force, a big driving force. Um, and it's what motivated his assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would recognize as his enemy, hate. Because I feel like, um, you know, his presence and his overall life is in a sense greater than most of humanity Mm -hmm. Um, because there was that one instance where he was doing a book signing and a woman stabbed him yes yes and he said that if he had simply sneezed that would have been it for the for him like the fact that he got past that you know, I feel like he was greater than mm-hmm. like a mortal enemy. I feel like it was literally just hate that was his biggest enemy. Rap Child says, as rappers, music is how we talk. Because myself, I can't hold a conversation for shit, but I can rap really good. Well, I'd hope so, Rap Child. She said, um, he said, she has to listen to his music, but do it on your own time. I will at some point, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I can't promise that. There's just something about the whole situation that you know what I'm talking about. I right? actually, anybody, believe I it or not, I didn't listen until 
listen again until mm-hmm. about two days ago. And even though what you're saying, you're saying you couldn't listen to him for the first time, I couldn't listen to him again right? in the midst of all this. Yeah. Because I, I felt like if I listened to him in the first five days after this happened, I would just break down and start crying. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to And I couldn't there. do There's it. It's just, like, something... Especially having never listened to his music, right. having no idea, like I never even heard his voice before, mm-hmm. and just seeing him and just hearing things about him or seeing things surrounding people that are like related to him in any way, it just there's something there that I just don't want to cross that line. Yeah, I don't. So you, what you said, I think was really wonderful about Martin Luther King, his enemy, his chief enemy was hate in whatever form that that took. Yeah. Um, and I think about Malcolm. Oh. <laughs> Man, I don't, I mean, it was, he had so many enemies. I mean, mm-hmm. hate would have been among them. Absolutely. But definitely just, I mean, I put Malcolm in the same sentence and there's pictures of them together mm-hmm. as Muhammad Ali. And I remember the Spike Lee movie at the end of the movie, there was Ossie Davis talking about how Malcolm represented our manhood, our black yeah. manhood. Right. And so there's anyone who was an enemy of that, you know, and just the way he he was, I guess, cowards cowardice itself mm-hmm. you know these things are have their own energy yeah that was the enemy of Malcolm because you look at his interviews and he sit up with the white reporters and just read them for filth oh and didn't God. blink every time didn't blink didn't blink didn't seem like he took a breath in between whatever it was he was saying mm-hmm. um and Tupac it certainly wasn't you know the east coast you know yeah. they had that east coast west coast Tupac, frankly, I feel like it was just nigga shit. There's no other way to say it. It's just that, you know, that hood shit, the code, things that we don't understand as listeners that tends to run rampant in the rap industry. You know, like, I feel like that was literally just maybe someone from somewhere from some time ago put a hit on him. You know, I, well, I mean, I he was he was shot here in New York, yeah. and unfortunately, those people that shot him in New York had ties to others that I won't name right. in the industry. But, so know, I could I, see why that at first that was the chit chat, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, you know, Biggie passed a few yeah. months later. But it was no connection to to Biggie. I'll say that much. Right. But yeah. it was connections to people that were in the industry um, when he got shot in New York. Yeah, I think that's kind of beyond our understanding Mm -hmm. because ultimately, to me, it all means nothing. No matter what they say or why they felt it necessary. But, you know, he did get, he he got off. Tupac got off in one of his cases. He had many um, where he shot a cop and it was, you know, he, he was very cerebral and although he might be known by some but for thug life that was not just it by any stretch of imagination he was a trained actor he did ballet he got teased about that yeah he was a true artist and literally just someone again like these are people that are above 
the common, I guess, the common realm when it comes to humanity. Mm-hmm. So people that are like entities almost, and the only thing that can stop them I just are gotta chill. like forces of nature. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as Tupac goes, I feel like that was solely just hood shit that we don't understand it's funny because we i don't know about you on a personal level but i've got we've i've gotten teased and we've gotten teased collectively mm-hmm. for talking about spirituality and and mental health and that type of thing on this show and then stuff stuff like this happens and everyone on this show oh oh quite a few people that listen Which i think it was mostly in good fun no, but raised over <laughs> Half-sleep hoes talking shit. All right. No, but... They're going to be the same ones crying and shook up. Or I guess those are the same people that post that they sage and twerk at the same time. Probably. That dumb shit, I guess that's who. Yeah. But no, what you just said, like, it, it really does now. If you're listening and if you share this particular episode... I think it really does bring full circle mm-hmm. that tweet, right? Absolutely. Because what you just said, he's in the same realm mm-hmm. as these other folks, like yeah. um, the Tupacs and the, the Malcolms and the Muhammad Ali's and the MLK. So in that sense, not knowing what was going on and not having the full picture of what was going on in his mind when he sent it, mm-hmm. having strong enemies is a blessing kind of makes more sense in the aftermath of everything because essentially he realizes his value Mm -hmm. or his place in life and typically when you make that connection that's when you're on your way out Hmm. interesting well um one thing i wanted to highlight i've seen a couple memes floating around i've seen commentary um for people who were like die hard you know nipsey fans Rap Child said they better not be talking about this show. <laughs> we will send you a list of names so you can get at them. But no, um, you know, you have folks that like were in jest were like, oh, now you're a Nipsey fan for those who didn't know who he There's was. There's always that crowd, man. I can only speak to the women. So again, including myself, I really only just knew the music. Um, I knew Lauren separately from him. And then, of course, I, I saw them together. Um, years ago, probably like 2014 ish. Damn. Yeah. So I knew I had been following that the whole time, but then I have friends who were like, Oh, I knew of him only through Lauren, mm. which is perfectly fine to say so. Of course. But I think what people need to understand, whether it's Nipsey or one of us or one of you watching, you know, we all got to pass at some point. Yeah. When people pass, it's human nature to want to know everything about them. Yeah. That's just normal. So in even if you were a fan of the music or if you were one of these people out here who was just like diehard Nipsey, that's all you listen to all day, every day. Look, everybody else, it's a high profile case at this point so of course people are gonna and bless a blessing for us and for him and his legacy and his family is that as people you know in our OCD-ness when someone dies we found out good news and then we found out better news and then we're like holy shit I didn't know he was doing this why weren't more people doing this what you know what really pissed me off tell me tell me what pissed you off I just remembered and I didn't even put this in the notes for the show So, y'all know every 
smooth that every illiterate celebrity makes courtesy of the shade room that has probably 15 million followers and probably 50 million reach or something like that right Mm -hmm. so an exponential reach Mm. let that sink in for a minute right but you didn't know what what nipsey was doing because see all of us like i just said the top of the show we are getting inundated with information that's why the couple of articles I saw about his investments, it was like, okay, he's investing in some business. Awesome. Great. Didn't really get into, but if you got a microphone like the shade room, why the fuck didn't y'all tell us about the STEM program that he was putting together for these kids to connect them to Silicon Valley? But then when he passes, oh, now you got a billion stories courtesy of TMZ in the shade room. Wait, why, what you should have been using your microphone for was letting us know what the fuck he was doing. That's why that shit is called the shade room because they're all about shade. They're all about the dark. They're all about the dreary. Mm-hmm. They're all about the trashy. You know, um, someone I remember I did um, a campaign for Niche. Shout out to Niche Swimwear. Hi, Niche. Um, and we were featured on there and someone was like the witches at the shade room never tagged the models and I'm like well goddamn but you know not the witches this, this thing where they're only concerned with featuring him and his accomplishments now that he's gone and it's more profitable for more clicks and it you know I mean this is where I'm not shocked I'm just never shocked look we're all busy we got things to do we got work and all and family and all that stuff obligations boo thing mm-hmm. obligations mm-hmm. um so I don't expect any of us to be auditing these platforms but we do need to hold them to a higher standard and we need to hold them accountable I don't need to see another sister or brother pass and then find out they were doing all these wonderful things we highlighted on this show mm-hmm. about Taraji P. Henson's um, uh, was a program yeah. for mental health and things like that yeah. we've highlighted other things we are not even close to having the reach that the shade room is so you need to do two things when you have shows like this you need to share 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 tweet put it in the group chat send an email so that these type of shows get traction and you need to hold those that have 15 million followers accountable so that you have quality not content but like quality information i don't know it's just you know what i realize is that death in the black community is a double-edged sword because You know, that's when you see the beauty of someone and you appreciate them more. But then at the same time, you realize that everyone else around you ain't shit, (laughs) full of shit, or just don't know about shit. Right. Like, now that he's passed, he's being glorified and he's, you know, very young. So he's going to be immortalized, as he should be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we should, of course, always acknowledge and remember everything that someone's done in the course of their lives but like you said you know everyone's a bandwagoner and all that and it's fine it's it's nature whatever but the lack of like awareness and the lack of just good sense is really alarming 
in our community, you mm-hmm. know? It's like we're talking about stop killing each other and all of this and all of that, and then we'll turn around. I'm trying to figure out when in our community feel like it was okay to not have, or that standards were somehow a bad thing. When you look Girl, at every oh other community, I've, <laughs> I just read a review of a college and I've been getting calls about going back to school. I never liked school to begin with. So I started reading some um, reviews and it was like, oh, all the people at this school from, I don't want to call any particular group out, but let's just say a different speaking language. They all hang together. And Mm -hmm. if you try to talk to them in English, they'll start speaking in their language to try to pretend like they don't know English. But obviously they know English if they came here. And all the international students stick together. Why do you think that is? It's not just about the fact that there's familiarity. Obviously, you come to another country, you're going to stick together. But it also has to do with a standard whether we agree with them or not mm-hmm. it's kind of like all oh, these american kids you know i gotta stay away from them they're gonna be partying i'm trying to get my straight a's i'm trying to get in get out get my money either take my money back to my country or make good money here well i mean like any you know anybody will tell you slavery and all of that is a big part of it mm-hmm. but in my mind other cultures seem to have this understanding that they are all they have right they have this understanding that this person and that person and that person is depending on you and giving you this that and the third go back to school (laughs) maybe school is a fucking scam in this country but we'll get into that at another time but yeah like everyone else seems to to get it Mm -hmm. everyone else seems to have that understanding black people on the other hand they're just addicted to being like you know down in the dirt you know like just rolling around in the mud of life you know they want the worst of everything like the way people tried to slit my throat because i said that cardi b caters to a basic audience (laughs) essentially defending someone that encourages you to be a slack ass slut ass jailbird Mm -hmm. you know like defending a genre that perpetuates stds jail time scamming like yeah i mean i don't know why we love it so much even gangs have i mean rap child spoke to it earlier the politics of la gang even gangs have order you have to have order we glorify our oppression Mm -hmm. that's it right there thank you so much yes that's it (laughs) We love, like, we love to struggle. We love it. We like it rough. And instances such as this, where a great person suffers at the hands of fucking loser. Right. Is what brings this forward. Like, where we can actually see where the pitfalls are in our our situation. But, to your point, and to... Khalid? Khalid. Um, one thing I, I noticed, you know, you know what it's like to be like advanced ahead of the class, oh, right? All the time. All so life. I was happy that a lot of people seem to have caught up to what we should be valuing, right? <laughs> because for so many people to have such an emotional response and to be in awe of what this man was doing means that you do value these things. You don't not be living it currently or celebrating it or finding platforms you'd like to, have to do that. You'd like to have it. So that at least gives me some semblance of hope. I have no hope for these hoes. 
I have no hope. I'm just going to keep talking like that angry grandmother. Oh, Lord. You know, just wanting the best for everyone and seeing nothing change because, frankly, you know, we live in a system that makes us believe it's okay to continue what, doing what we're doing. Um, and people are just buying into it. You know, everyone's just milly rocking and dabbing into oblivion. And Not are, really in fact, rocking. just completely unaware of what really matters and what, what's going on. We're in a system that makes you detach from virtues that you should have and cultivate within yourself, that detaches you from things you need to know about and be conscious of. For what? Well, speaking of buying into things, um, as we educate get a little closer um uh okay so two things first time i heard nipsey rapping was 2011 like early 2011 wow and i was like who is this been out here however his first studio album was victory lap which was his first and last unfortunately unless they released something posthumously Mm -hmm. um and it was nominated at the grammys seemed like a long time ago it was just february um for best rap album that was announced in december and at the time it was uh equivalent to 160 album units Mm -hmm. i can only imagine what it is now because just his whole body of work Mm -hmm. um since he passed getting back to the music has now this may have even increased but last i saw reported it was a three thousand percent increase in his streaming numbers um and you know he was independent basically before the atlantic partnership now he did not win that grammy and at the time a lot of his fans um and some just hip-hop fans everywhere were just like all up in arms about that um that that award actually went to cardi b but Nipsey did, you know, I think on multiple platforms, multiple social media platforms, made it a point to kind of come out and say, hey, when it's your time, it's your time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what he said, but it was something to that degree. And I had listened to like, I told you this, like a handful of songs off of Victory. Like I'd never sat down and listened to it from the beginning to the end. And I finally did that like mm-hmm. day before yesterday. And so then I was like, oh, okay. And then it reminded me of why real artists really put their tracks in a certain order Mm -hmm. to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Because then when I actually, because I was like, oh, I heard that song, skip, skip, skip. I was like, no, 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 go back, listen to everything together. And it really, I understand now two things. Mm -hmm. I understand why it was nominated. And I understand why people were pissed off (laughs) that he didn't win. Well... Which kind of brings me to the state of hip hop, which we talked. It's a changing state. It's fluid. Uh, we talked about it on th- almost every damn episode. All the time. We but talk about that. I do want to kind of put this question out there for you guys. Like, has the definition of hip hop changed? Because I feel has like the old heads always love to point to J. Cole, which we love, and Kendrick. Uh. But you know they would always point to them as like the purists mm-hmm. when you look at just how the they that are keeping to the formula but didn't it start with community didn't we start with gangs calling the truce and coming together 
way back before we were even thought about being born. Um, so I feel like, you know, J. Cole and Kendrick, they deserve their accolades. But when you put the whole definition together, mm-hmm. which includes community, we forget all the, the nine elements of hip hop. Then it's like this man really was doing all of those things. When you look at him, like the marathon store, almost all the employees were ex felons. Um, there's a video. You can check it out on hip hop scriptures where this guy was like homeless and he gave him a job and then he jumps in the car with him at the end of the video. But that was just like one. It wasn't like the only one. Mm-hmm. That was one of many. And even the dude that, unfortunately, he passed away. But there's a video circulating somewhere where this guy was like, saw him at a meet and greet and was like, can I just rap for you? My name is Israel and and that type of thing. And he was just so gracious to him the whole time. So, you know, there's other elements of hip hop subculture and the arts movement. There's the culture. There's the historical knowledge. There's the intellectual intellectual philosophical aspects i feel like that's loss so like what how are we defining this like at this point hip-hop is literally like junk food yeah it's sugar it tastes good so in this case it sounds good it sounds sweet but it's not fucking good for you it's unhealthy it's bullshit and you know (laughs) it's I I keep saying this and I'll keep saying it. Music is reflective of the time Mm -hmm. and it dictates how we move as a people because the moment Future said, you know, fuck these hoes, don't chase these hoes, chase your money, everyone's got their mask off and they're in their bags and so on and so forth. And if we were still in a place where hip-hop used to be, things would be different. And everyone's mindset looks different. And now it's like there's no unified or, yeah, there's no unified um, subgenre of hip hop. So it's kind of scattered. Like all of the J. Cole and Kendrick fans have like one way of thinking and mm-hmm. one way of living, whereas everybody else has a completely different program that they're going by. It's very scattered, but. The majority, for me, the nine the, the elements are lost. They're lost. They're lost. They're like dragon balls. They're scattered. So someone said them. it's about to, it's changed, but it's about to make people come together. When, By it, when, do you mean yeah. Nipsey's passing? Elaborate on that, please. Okay. So I think that's what he meant. Okay. Because of what we talked about earlier, um, I've seen visuals. I wasn't there, mm-hmm. but <laughs> as far as Ethiopia and Australia, mm-hmm. and it's been constant. It's not been, I haven't seen one day where there wasn't some celebration or visual or acknowledgement. Um, so maybe it is. I just hope that it sustains. And I hope that, like we said earlier, like our standards, we have to raise them. We have to. Um, the not just in hip hop, just in music. In yeah. life. In fucking life. In life. Raise too. your standards. Recognize your worth. Want better for yourself. Better is not bad. It's only bad if you feel like you're not, if you, you can't handle it. And that's what I think it is. Um, do we feel adequate? Do we really feel like we deserve better? 
or are we still on that mindset where anything cultural or anything that can expand your horizons is only for white people? Mm. And I can't remember who I heard someone, maybe it was Wale. I don't want to misspeak, but someone expressed a similar sentiment mm-hmm. um, recently on, on social as well about that. Like every time you try to say, you know, I'm elevating and yeah. it's like, oh, you're that's white or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to talk about <laughs> the women. Oh, my gosh. So we represent, as we stated earlier, you know, different aspects of the women in hip hop Mm -hmm. because they're not all MCs. They're not all hardcore hip hop fans. Um, Oh, Rap Child said, I was I was saying music is about coming together and having a good time. But rap game has changed. It's not all bad. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. But when I say the women, I am speaking about Lauren London Mm -hmm. I was not expecting her post when it came I honestly thought we weren't going to hear from her for probably weeks I thought she was going to be like in recluse and even the words that she said I was I like I couldn't imagine for myself Mm -hmm. like the grab I wouldn't be able to put anything into words to like capture the the loss and the devastation like I wouldn't I she said my protector my yeah. sanctuary mm-hmm. my best friend mm-hmm. and on and on and then at some point in the words she said I don't have the words so yeah. it was like you really felt like she was just typing off the cuff Mm-hmm. And still was just like, I'm still lost and I don't really know what to still say right now. But I just wanted to say something mm-hmm. because God only knows how many times the woman had been tagged, mm-hmm. even in that short time. And it, and it wasn't all malicious. It was overwhelmingly people who were really Keeping concerned. Keeping her, lifting her up in prayer right. and all that jazz. And that was great. But like she hasn't even had time to like process it right like, that must be hell and then the pictures you know the pictures that she posted with the two of them yeah um with their son cross with the whole family mm-hmm. it was just a lot um and i was just it just like you know it's like this you just kind of have these ups and downs these we're speaking as people that don't know any of these folks personally yeah. and i've seen other of you say like i don't know like every day i wake up sad about this and it's weird because i didn't know him personally yeah. i've seen that sentiment time and time again Mm -hmm. um so at that point it wasn't like i was like high like everything was normal but i feel like i had kind of plateaued and when i read her post i went back back down again yeah and i was like oh my god and i just like you said we're both very empathic Mm -hmm. and spiritual it's like oh no now i'm like putting myself in trying to not trying to but putting myself in her shoes thrust into the fields then i saw and I never had seen her before. I never heard her name. Then I saw the post by his sister, Samantha. Mm. And that, I don't even think, I purposely haven't went back and read that one. I like because when I read it, I start crying. Yeah. And to think about, you know, that sibling relationship and her kind of 
also saying all the roles he played in her life and and their life collectively as a family and saying I got Lauren I got mm-hmm. all these people I got Touch Sam him. I yeah. got you know that was tough man yeah. yeah I just I've just been avoiding it altogether like I just feel that that weight and mm-hmm. I'm just like mm-mm Mm-mm. And then yesterday was that yesterday, mom? Yeah, I'll let you speak on that. Um, I don't even know. I have no words. Thing, miss Miss Hustle, Mama Hustle. <laughs> I was right there with her. I loved how steadfast she was, how strong she was, and she said something that I have always said and felt about death. Mm-hmm. While I avoid it as much as I can, because, as you just said, very empathic. I don't go to funerals because I cannot take all of that. Right. I cannot. I cannot. Ugh, no, no, thanks. But she said that this is how it's supposed to be, that this is all in divinity, that this is the plan, that this is all God's work and that death is not to be feared And I wholeheartedly agree with that. One thing that we get caught up on is our shit Mm -hmm. and the circumstances in this physical plane. We are always saying, oh, gone too soon. Or if someone dies young, it's a waste. Right. No, we live out the lives we are supposed to live. And time and the universe don't give no fuck about your kids or whoever or however much money you got or whatever you think is worth keeping you here. Mm-hmm. We all go and we're supposed to go and we all do what we're supposed to do in that time that we're allowed. And I loved her for coming out and saying that. She came out and comforted us. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the woman who carried him in her body raised him. anyone feels the loss. And she came and comforted us because mm-hmm. she saw how much of an impact his life, I don't even want to say his death, yeah. has is, is continuing to have mm-hmm. on the rest of the world. And she said, oh my God, let me, right. <laughs> let me come said, out. Settle down now. And comfort them. This is just them. how it has to be. Like she right. has a clear understanding of Oh, bless you. Live Forever 100 oh, said Rap Child 100 sent me to check you guys out. Appreciate you and Rap Child who had yeah, to go. Thanks, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, like it, I I felt that and um, I appreciated that. You could see his sentence. face. I felt like, I mean, obviously we look like our parents. Oh no, she, but that I is, was like, that is Nipsey. Wow. He stole her face. 100%. He stole her face, splashed a little bit of male <laughs> testosterone in there and kept it pushing. That's what that was. We still on the women. Um, mm-hmm. if you just started watching, this will be on YouTube later tonight. Um, this is perspective you're not going to get from some other shows that wanted to be first to talk about this and we didn't want to be first or last we just wanted to make sure we covered this because this is in the right way women talking hip-hop yeah so we uh, now I'm, I'm thinking about grandma hustle oh my lord she said you know she she oh my goodness so she gave an account of what happened that day and how his brother ran to his side and how she knew and she had peace with the fact that what, as this was happening, he knew that his brother was beside him as he took his last breath. Mm. Um, 
But something else she said that a lot of people have been kind of going back to is she said she was praying and she felt sorry for Mm -hmm. the shooter. Mm. She said, you know, that was just some ignorant person caught up. But I do pray um, that he's able to write his life. She said she's a devout Catholic. I don't know why people were speculating about um, the religion of his family or him as if that was important. But she did say that. Um, But, you know, she came out before mom or at least it was reported before mom. Um, And it was just interesting to me that she had the presence of mind and the spiritual awareness to say, you know, in spite of this person taking my grandson's life, I am praying for their salvation ultimately. And that's where he comes from. I think that's amazing. Like, yes. That's where he comes from. Very spiritually aware, very grounded, solid women. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of want to swerve a little bit in my Malibu um, <laughs> to some folks that aren't related to Nipsey that, that came out. Of course, there's lots that we could have chose from, but I wanted to, if you haven't checked this out, if you don't follow her, Uh, Malibu Mitch had a post and Mm -hmm. she is um, she was reticent about sharing her experience and she said she talked to her mom about it Mm -hmm. and she was like no this is a real thing that happened to you you should highlight it you should talk about it I'm just give y'all a really quick rundown if you want to see the pictures and see what she wrote go to Malibu Mitch's Instagram and see it for yourself but basically she was saying she was a fan of Nipsey had never met him saw him at an Atlantic event was still kind of shy about going up to him. She goes up to him, introduces herself. He already knew who she was. So that shocked her. And then some of his people or some of the people around him, I'll say that were kind of looking at her like bitch be gone type situation. And she's like, all right, whatever. And then later, um, some dude, I don't know who he was like called her out of her name. The people she was with was like ready <laughs> As they should. To pounce. And then all of a sudden, Nipsey is basically in the dude's face, like, apologize. Mm-hmm. And she was shocked. She's like, completely still, like, what? Like, why is he defending me? Um, and then the dude was like, you know, half heartedly apologized. And he was like, we'll apologize again, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and she, in the course of events that night, she never got to go back to him in his face and thank him but she always felt like she would get to at some point because of the Atlanta connection and that type of thing and she didn't and that's one of the reasons she was like should I share this should I not so this is a you know this woman is testifying right this is our own gospel (laughs) that we got going on Mm -hmm. As she just wanted to share that to show to let folks know that whatever stories you're hearing and you think that maybe people are exaggerating or it's hyped up that this was the type of person that he was and she experienced like it firsthand. Like he's not an angel just because he's dead. Right. Exactly. Rihanna. Her post was one of the first ones I would say from celebrities and. You know, you tend to read things in people's voice. Mm -hmm. And so the way she wrote it and she had the exclamation, it's like I was reading it and I was hearing her say it. You know, she's like, I can't believe this. Like, make it make sense. What about his baby? And she posted the picture Mm -hmm. of him at the Grammys with his daughter, Imani, Mm -hmm. who I'm not sure the exact age. I want to say between eight and ten, maybe. Um And I think a lot of folks who either knew of Nipsey or didn't know of him were surprised that Rihanna 
knew him and yeah. spoke out so quickly. Um, and then a, a, about a day or two later, I think there was a statement and there was a picture, a childhood picture um, that Beyonce shared, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. the mother of all yeah, of <laughs> black celebrity. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, what's also interesting. We, we talked about this, oh, unfortunately, when we were talking about Kim Porter's death, yeah. when she shared the picture of Kim, who was just fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. People assumed, but they were like, wait, but they're not the same complexion, but they have similar, yeah. you know, from the childhood anyway, pictures. Yeah. They thought it was a picture of B and she and then people had to explain. No, this is Kim Porter. This is a different black woman. Right. Um, so it, what's beautiful about Beyonce's reach is when she does share, even though it's an unfortunate circumstance, those types of pictures, it then educates her large following, her large fan base about like who these people are because Beyonce posted it. So I have to pay attention. Of course. Um, but I do want to, you know, we talked about all the other family members, the women, um, who share such great posts and perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Rapchow got us five new people oh, that we should Rapchow, that are about to follow here. us. Okay, okay, I see what you're doing. Oh, you are manager. You will get your finder's fee. No, I, I really, 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 really appreciate that. Thank you so that much. That you think so much of our show. How um, sweet it that is you're to sharing. Be loved by you. <laughs> So nice. But one, one, two people I wanted to highlight. Um, I mentioned one already is his daughter, Imani's mm-hmm. oldest child. And um, we haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, maybe we will, maybe we won't. But his, um, the, the Imani's mother, so Tanisha is her name. Um, haven't heard anything, but I'm assuming. You know, I don't know if this service tomorrow is like the the service for the public, and then the family has already had a service somewhere else or what have you. I mean, but. I would hope so because I I feel like they need that time to themselves. But given what I've learned about Nipsey in the past few days, the com- the communal thing will probably be it for everyone. It'll probably just be a collective thing. Yeah, but like you said, that's where he comes from. Um, we, I just think it's interesting, and and like we we talk about, we have to offer something that's gonna add to the conversation in a way that's unique. Yeah. So we know other shows are talking about, you know, all the men and the gang and whatever mm-hmm. that Nipsey was affiliated with or, or or hung out with or what his brother. But we wanted to shape a conversation around the women, right? Because I think when you look at each of those statements, even including Malibu Mitch, who wasn't related to him, and Rihanna and Beyonce, you get a, a, a interesting perspective on his contributions to them personally and to hip hop and to the world. Um, which <laughs> leads me to a frustration I have. Okay. Let's get into it. So I really need to understand and I'm sure there are some men who probably want to understand or probably are curious and maybe some just frankly don't give a damn mm-hmm. but I want to understand what women want from hip hop and I have three distinct groups in mind alright I'll let you the first these. group is the you know we have emails DMs comments from so called folks that were hurt mm-hmm. 
when women were denigrated and black women in particular, and even further, depending on who we're talking about, darker skinned women. And those same women are, you know, giving accolades to the people who they say hurt them. And I'm not saying names because I'm not going to promote someone else, frankly, All right, on, no. our, on this show. Hell no. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So if you don't stand for something, what happens? You fall for anything. So you're upset that, that folks um, have microaggressions against black women. If I say, you know, someone is, is treating me better because I'm not what that man is Mm -hmm. in the same way that you call out white folks for microaggression that's a microaggression that's not an offhanded comment right so just because it's another person of color doesn't make it any less a microaggression when you make that type of statement there's a whole narrative yeah that goes with that so when you say something that is clearly a microaggression to to somehow insinuate that a you know black men find black women less of value I'm not brushing over that no you can't and then you black women and other women and other women of color and everybody that's a woman in hip hop but I'm specifically talking to women that look like me you celebrate these people you tune into their shows why do we even have a hashtag women in hip hop for what Mm. (laughs) because clearly it doesn't matter what anyone says about you, whether it be man, woman, white, person of color, as long as they have the right platform, you're going to turn the other cheek. Essentially. Yeah. So that was group one. That was group one. Group two is the women that I like to call the hip hop affiliated. Mm-hmm. If they see 50 Cent, they're going to run over and take a picture with them. But when it's time to talk about the impact that hip hop has had on the world and how it's continues to be mainstream and used in every freaking commercial and everything else. Yeah. They are not a voice. Hip hop's a dirty word. Mm -hmm. Hip hop's a dirty word when you're sitting across from your boss. Mm -hmm. Until he tells you that he met Jay-Z. Then it's cool again. What do you want? You want to be affiliated, but not really. You want to dip your toe in, but not like, I'm not really hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a princess. I'm, a, I'm, I'm corporate. I'm whatever. Hip hop is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like I listen to it when I'm mad. I listen to when I'm going to the club, <laughs> but like, I'm not like, you know, oh, my Lord. basically you don't want to be conscious Yeah. and you don't want to give hip hop. It's just due. And we only got 40 seconds left in this live. You can catch the rest of the show on our YouTube. So for those of you watching online, the third group is the ones that go on and on about respecting our bodies and not denigrating um, in misogyny. And I'm seeing women practice misogyny against women. I'm seeing women objectifying other women. I'm seeing women giving young women, uh, young girls, the impression that you do need to have a certain type of backside and that type of thing. So you basically have co-opted whatever, whenever, however this nigga wants you to do. You've adopted the same mindset as the people you said were being misogynistic towards you or objectifying you. Mm Triflinility. 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 
didn't even give me the option to save. Instagram really did not want me to know, want me to say whatever I had to say. But thank God we're recording. <laughs> but yeah, I covered three groups. Um, if you're just joining our live, I'm turning to Kimber to let her chime in on the question was, what do women want from hip hop? And I was just ranting and venting. Well, what I get from it is. <laughs> That hip hop is an image of the unattainable for some. Hip hop is the impossible for many. Hip hop is the intention or the goal for quite a few. And when it comes to women, we see the structure that's been established it's right in front of us so if anyone wants to fucking argue about it just go watch your favorite rapper's music video (laughs) there's a structure where the light-skinned girl is at the top she's typically the love interest and then you have like every other shade in between is just you know maybe a, a point of interest or whatever and then you have like the darkest girl at the bottom, whipping and working in the kitchen, getting played, you know, always shaking her ass. But the one that's closest to the rapper is always the the, the exotic one, you know. And, like, there's this whole colorism that's always perpetuated in hip-hop where the, the bitches that use sasson and adobo are shit. <laughs> Not adobo. And the other ones are just, you know here there and everywhere and they're a dime a dozen like those are the kinds of things that we are exposed to and we are conditioned to accept so when we look at our female audience again understanding that hip-hop is unattainable something to be desired something to aspire to it's kind of like women are the nerds Hmm. and hip hop is the cool table and while we have no Hmm, real idea of what's actually going on (laughs) at the cool table we only see them passing we only see the glamour the wealth we don't know that you know half of these rappers have like STDs and drug (laughs) issues and abusive behaviors and no real money and they're in like 360 deals and all that all we see is the outside and we want in so I think that's what women want acceptance integration and depending on who you are and where you are if you yourself are a female rapper you may very well want your respect and you may very well want to get in but at what cost Mm. there's gonna be a compromise no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, even as a listener, if you just want for once for one guy to not refer to woman, women rather, as, you know, some derogatory term, it's it's all acceptance. It's all about inclusion. But again, we only know so much about what it's become because anything that's attached to the word industry it's not healthy. You're absolutely right. When it comes to the female artist, mm-hmm. they want 
everything you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that when we spoke to Wild B, she talked about, you know, the folks that she's been in touch with, including Megan, Mm -hmm. uh, the stallion, that they don't want to do the cat fight shit anymore. Yeah. You know, Um, I was more so speaking to the folks that are, you know, supposedly fans or Mm -hmm. our audience or in the community or part of the culture Mm -hmm. that aren't artists, just to be clear. Um, But even Melly recently I don't know if she deleted it or not Mm -hmm. but she was saying how she had been partnering with Meek Mill and this is all allegedly I'm just relaying what she said and she said things had been going well she had been kind of keeping herself on her P's and Q's Mm -hmm. and then she felt like you know once there was some kind of you know innuendo and she wasn't with it then all of a sudden she wasn't going to be doing this show that she they said she was going to be doing and all this other stuff and you know a few people hey Trish DJ um we're kind of like, I don't know if I believe her or not. And I'm like, well, ultimately, whether you do or not, this is part and parcel for what happens when right. you're a rising star. You're trying to make it. And I'm sure. And it's like no sooner than I said, I'm sure she'll be fine because I've heard other people bring her to me because I wasn't familiar with her music at first. She collaborated with Rihanna for Fenty Beauty. Yeah. And she was the only artist in that in that um spot that was shared so yeah nothing is ever what it seems is what i think everyone needs to realize it's it's right there in nipsey's death and it's right there in front of us in all of these rat beefs that we like to retweet and talk about Mm -hmm. it's all there and because it's all human and attached to humanity it's going to be some shit. Yeah. It's never just cut and dry because it's a human thing that all of this is running on. Hmm. Just letting that marinate for a minute. Um, so, you know, I guess the question is for y'all. And like you said earlier, the art imitates life. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that ex- exactly that you want? Because you have the, the women artists that are, I think, doing a phenomenal job, especially over the past year. I've seen a lot of unity and more of the hip hop community is starting to highlight more women. So it's not like just one or two or three. Right. Um, even from like the fall, mm-hmm. we think about when we did episode two and we talked right. about the fight that happened to now. Yeah. There's so many more the all artists. Cypher, yeah, the there's so Cypher. many more artists in our mouths, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kudos to and them. we have like a lot of great hopes for the future. We have like all these underground people that are just waiting for their time in the sun. Pharrell, he highlighted LaKaylee. She's going to be at something in the water. Yeah. No name is steady. Everyone we talked about is out here. Of course. Splitting throats across (laughs) the country, doing the goddamn thing here, there and everywhere. She's touring right now. Like there are rays of sunshine. Hell yeah. Rico nasty. (laughs) So, like, everybody we've highlighted, basically, yeah. it wasn't even that long ago. We're talking, like, what, seven months ago, yeah. approximately. Yeah. If you look at the women we highlighted in season one and a couple from this season, you'll see what I'm talking about. And you should definitely go check them out. Yeah. Um, so, oh, shout out to you, Kimber. Shout out for to not you. being a hip hop head and for contributing what you've contributed to this show. <laughs> But I do want to ask folks, you know, 
we talked about all these amazing women that are also contributing and it's not just the artists you know there's other um female in, in radio mm-hmm. podcast producing angie martinez mm-hmm. a lot of folks um but you know it's like i look at, like i told you i always look at hip-hop like one big church yeah so it's like I didn't like to go to church. My grandma would drag me, but I remember the collection plate. And when I was really little, I would love when she would give me something to put, put in the in collection there, yeah. plate. You know, my feet were swinging off the pews. Mm. And if she gave me a dollar as opposed to some change to put in the collection plate, I felt really fucking, oop, I felt really <laughs> special. Hallelujah. <laughs> I felt awesome. Yeah. I felt special. Like I'm dropping a dollar. I'm dropping a crisp a and it'll be folded in thirds, you know, for my little fist to put in there. A dollar for Jesus. Mm-mm. Um, and shout out. Yes. Yeah, special shout out to rap child 100. He gave about how much would you say today? In our church, in our popping off pink collection plate, like five grand I, for each five is the number that came in. That he, yeah, I like that. that. He, yeah, you know. no, but you know, everybody oh, can't be cousin from the UK. Is that your Timon? Hi, love you, Timon. Hi. <laughs> um, no, what I was going <laughs> to thought. No, what I was going to say was, I don't. You know, I get fired up mm-hmm. from time to time. And I'm not suggesting that everyone go out and try to be Nipsey Hustle by any stretch. I'm certainly not going to try to be. But what I will say is that, you know, we we have things that happen. We're not always in a place to contribute. But when someone comes to you and you are in a place to contribute and they just say, I need some help with this. Yeah. Can you give me some advice? Oh. I need directions. Oh, man. I just need a kind word. Mm-hmm. Do you pass the collection plate by ignoring the text? <laughs> not picking up the call, not responding to the email, not liking someone that you know, you know, when they're promoting themselves or promoting their business. Because when you go past, you scroll past, you don't answer you leave things unanswered when you can contribute. You have a way to enhance their experience on this earth before they perish like we all are going to. You are basically passing the collection plate. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself why you do that and, and try to will yourself to just help out when you can. And if you, for whatever reason, decide to do more year over year, even better. But... Especially that's that's what I want to say. You know, open up your mouth and praise somebody else for the work they've done for their community. Look around at yours. You know, we're not all just individuals and we're not all just on earth to freaking oh, I just gotta chill. You know, dab and Millie Rock and drink that, those your favorite and twerk. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not here just for those things. We are all a part of something greater. You cannot tell me that you know, millions and millions of cells and millions and millions of whatever else and millions and millions of of people's lives just for us to be here does not count for something, does not equate to anything. Like, evidently, we're meant to be something. And no, don't be nipsy. Be yourself. Exactly. Because you have a purpose and you have something that you're supposed to contribute to keep life progressing forward. 
and that's it. I can't I can't pass the collection plate. The collection plate is always coming to me. I'm like the oracle <laughs> in my village. Everyone always I always put in what I can, and sometimes it's gonna be a penny if I'm particularly overwhelmed that week. And I will tell you. Mm-hmm. That in the next service, I'm going to have some more money, That's meaning true. I'm going to have more time for you because yeah. um, you do have to take care of yourself first. But I'm not going to just pass a collection plate. And Trish DJ says, so true. I'm a strong believer in that. Yeah, it's people. I mean, I don't know why New York City. I've said this before. Y'all always come up to me mm-hmm. for help or directions. But even if I'm like, damn, I just want to get home. I yeah. still to the Jamaican grandma, to the Korean grandma, to the, you know, all the grannies love me and all the kids love me, uh-huh, especially. Uh-huh. And groups love me if they're like visiting from oh, somewhere else. God. And I will stop and, and, and try to understand what they're saying, no matter what the language barrier is and mm-hmm. help them on their way. Mm-hmm. Before I pass the collection plate, I put something in it. And, you know, Nipsey's, um, Brand is the marathon and his last and first studio album was the, the victory lap. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still figuring out my purpose, but <laughs> I'm saying, you know, our time here is a collection plate, whether yes. it's your community or you looking at it from an earth perspective. And before you pass it, put something in it. Mm-hmm. Any amount of energy amounts to something and you never know the impact you can have just by putting that penny in the collection plate. You never know what that can do for somebody. Even if it may not seem like much to you, you have no idea what it means. You can, uh, like, just even asking someone if they're okay can prevent them from killing themselves that same night like exactly. they initially planned, you know? We just have to do better. And I want to shout out... Saying that. She's not on our live, but I want to shout out my cousin. I, I am Duchess Gold because as you were saying that, um, I remember she was going through something a few years ago, mm-hmm. and then I had like a really, 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 really like the lowest low point I've ever had in my entire life, mm-hmm. and she ended up being the person that I called, and I knew she was going through something at that moment, mm-hmm. and she was able to talk me off the ledge and I will never forget that because she was like you know her situation was like more long term and she bounced up and out of that but the fact that she had the presence of mind and love to still be there for me when I was like yeah it was bad you know Mm -hmm. um that's an example do you want to say anything else before we get to our lyrics our lyrical outro um, I'm going to look in both lenses get it together wake the fuck up understand who and what you are know your worth and if you feel worthless create some worth and get some fucking standards about yourself and make life exactly what it's supposed to be for you And I'm just going to add to that. If you are a new viewer or listener, she's been saying that. (laughs) She's been saying to get it together. This is not new. Um, So go back and catch up. (laughs) So today's lyrics are never judge you, but the streets will never love you. They won't. I wonder what it comes to in your brain for you to run to ones that hate us and cuff us and mace us call us dumb niggas because our culture 
is contagious. Okay. That is from the song Blue Laces um, by Nipsey Hussle. And I feel myself getting emotional. So I'm going to... um, We're going to have dinner here. (laughs) And we're going to talk some more. And we may upload some exclusive content later. Shout out to everyone that joined our live. Thank you so much. Um, Please keep everyone especially family members um, and close loved ones of Nipsey in your prayer, but also keep his fans collectively in your prayer. Cause there's some younger folks that I feel like, you know, um, just having a tougher time than some Absolutely. of us. There's um, someone that I met recently. He was also in the live Khalid. He was telling me he's like new to New York, moved from Florida and was like going through it Mm -hmm. as anyone does when they're transitioning from living in slow ass Florida I love Florida though y'all know that to hellish horrendous New York City right and Nipsey was the one that got him through it Mm. wow so yeah prayers up for everyone love for everyone you know life is beautiful treasure it while you have it and recognize what you're supposed to be using it for. Don't be scared to be vulnerable. And when someone comes to you with that mindset and that they're opening their heart, don't not be there for them. Don't shut them down. Even yeah. if, like your cousin said, it, it may not be right now, but you can say, hey, next time or exactly. give me a couple of days. But let's not not be there for each right. other. <laughs> Fuck the fuckless era fuck the no feelings yeah give me all the feelings give me all the fucks that's where we're at here and yeah with bittersweetness i say um you know we'll have this up later but our next show will be our season finale Mm -hmm. we'll both be doing stuff but (laughs) summer's coming Gonna get so you'll still see us, but I'm ready. (laughs) That'll be the season finale. Um, I am, and shout out to anybody out there who's fasting. I'm, I'm juicing. Um, This is day three. Oh God! I try to do it like I think once a quarter. So what are you doing for dinner? A bottle of juice? Girl, I'm excited because my last juice is actually it's some type of. It's watered down, but it's like almond milk and cinnamon and. Oh, that and sounds like a nice. Little that's like my treat to end the night. That sounds good. <laughs> but um, good. you know, I do it for spiritual reasons, and so I was about do anyway. But I think all the weirdness and the energy we've been feeling, I felt like it was definitely the time for me to Maybe just I fast a little that, bit and think about what I'm putting into my body. And oxtail and which is another thing that. I hate to harp on, but that was another thing that Nipsey talked about was, you know, nutrition and veganism yeah. and all that stuff. So on that note, um, I'm so happy for everyone who joined. I'm happy for the folks who will join and watch later. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you and we will see you next time. <laughs>